0: today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML Keenan Loomis is here, the President and CEO of the Hamilton Chamber of Commerce uh, and uh... First of all, thanks for coming in. Good to have you here today. Yeah, thanks for having me. Uh, I want to talk about a couple of things here, but uh, you know, the municipal election, of course, which is coming up in just a few days. Uh, the advance poll starts today, as a matter of fact. There's one going on all day today. Get out and vote. Yeah, get out and vote and talk about this issue. Uh, and, and this is, I, I think it's going to be a ballot box issue. I think this is the thing that's going to motivate a lot of people to vote one way or another in this campaign, for whether it's uh, for their local city councillor or for the, for the mayor. But I want to talk about the the, uh, the LRT issue because there is so much misinformation, and y- all you need to do is spend about five seconds on social media to say, no, that's wrong, no, not, that's not going on at all. It's got to be frustrating for you because you've been on this file since day one.
1: Yeah, it is frustrating. I've been studying this for years, almost a decade, really. Um, I have to go back to 20, uh, 2009 when I arrived here in town. And the, the prospect of the LRT is one of the reasons why I, I really thought Hamilton was going to be a great place to settle and put down roots and uh, raise my family, so.
0: And you're, you're not on the route, you don't live on the route.
1: No, I don't live on the route. Um, I live uh, in the lower city for sure, but uh, it's just because, you know, this is a, an exciting town uh, to be in if it's, if it's the type of city that is um, being ambitious like this. These are big projects, and they require a lot of uh, big ambition. And, um, you know, I've traveled to many cities that have really great transit. I know great cities have great transit, and we have HSR. And so we have uh, this great opportunity to upgrade what we have, the infrastructure uh, that we have. And so that's why uh, we're in support. You know, y- you say uh, this is a love train, actually, because it does unite <laughs> a whole ton of organizations and associations in town. Um, and uh, we and the, and the home builders, the Hamilton Halton Home Builders, the uh, Realtors of uh, Hamilton Burlington, uh, and the Hamilton Construction Association, we have. Um, started our own uh, YesLRT campaign uh, in advance of the election. So it's united us as business associations. Uh, We, uh, as business associations, um, we represent 5,000 members uh, in total that uh, employ up to 100,000 people in this community. Um, But it's not just the business associations that are in support of this as well. Uh, There are unions, of course, uh, that are very supportive of this project, the anchor institutions. So you're talking about our educational institutions, our school boards. and, uh, and and Defasco and and the other big uh, uh, institutions in this community. We got transit user groups. We have um, you know groups that environmental groups. Groups that represent students, uh, the MSU and the MSA, are both uh, highly supportive of this. So there is really a, a ton of unity among uh, the community of leadership here in Hamilton. And, and that's key because it requires leadership not only to obviously get this train built, but to get us through uh, the impacts of construction and then to make sure that we optimize um, the the benefits coming out of this, the citywide benefits that uh, are going to uh, come out
0: of this. I want to talk to you about citywide benefits. Let's Let's... let's put that as the headline for a second and let's fill in the gaps here, okay? Because one of the the things that frustrates me most about this debate is when people say, well, you know what, it's not going to have any impact on me. I'm never going to use it, so I'm opposed to it. Uh, and and'm th- th- I'm, I'm saying look at you have a, a responsibility of citizenship here you live in this community you we have to elect people and, and and put people in charge who are going to look after the best interest and long-term interest of this community because I heard that same debate about the expressway mm-hmm. years ago and this is before they back in the in the early 90s when when I started doing talk radio here and, and, and they started saying well I don't care about it because uh, I live in Dundas or I live in Ancaster i said, it does have an impact on your community even if you never drive on the road it's going to have an impact on your community and look at what happened we built the thing look at the commercial development that's happened as a result of that look at the tax base that's increased that's that's relieved property taxes people may not look at this and say well mine are going up anyway they would have gone up a whole lot more if you hadn't had this you, you've got to look at big picture here and a lot of people just don't want to do that
1: well this is the the very first phase of a 25-year transit strategy that will reach into all corners of the city. So, you know, we have to look beyond the next uh, election, uh, really. And, and and transportation planning requires a long time horizon. And what we have to understand is that, you know, this is not just a matter of either suburban versus urban. Um, because as you say, we, we've had this, the big suburban projects, uh, the Link and, and the Red Hill Valley Parkway, and and there are others uh, that are, are happening uh, right now as well. Um, so now it's time to really address our, our transit infrastructure structure and to to create the backbone that will then allow that all of those other feeder lines. So remember, B-Line is the B in BLAST. L-A-S-T are the other four lines that are to come after this. And they're all going to feed in uh, to the LRT system. And so the transit system will be optimized throughout the city. Um, So there's just that. There's obviously the jobs and the investment that go uh, into this as well. And and those are uh, of obvious benefits to uh, the entire city. And then the um th- the ability to broaden the tax the tax base and to accommodate um you know up to uh I, I think a hundred thousand people can can be accommodated in the uh in the lower city uh, just by intensification and, and building out the surface parking lots and uh doing the development at the at the harbor front um and all along the uh the the uh LRT line and so that is about growing the pie because we're not going to really be able to appreciably address the whole uh, industrial versus uh, um, uh, you know home home uh, owner tax base that's just gonna be very difficult to do but what we can do is we can grow the pie by adding a hundred thousand uh, new people into the lower city um, and ultimately we need to accommodate that growth we're gonna we're expected to grow by 200 250,000 people in the next 25 years this city Will be a city of a million people at some point. It might not be in your lifetime, Bill. It might not be in my lifetime, but it's going to happen. And this LRT uh, project is going to be the backbone of that transit system that serves that uh, city of a million people.
0: Well, and it's got to grow. And and you know, there have been so many in, in, you know variations on on this debate. Uh, initially it was, well, we don't need this, we should just get better go service. And and my answer to that always was, no, we need both. Both. You've got to do something about what's happening in the city. Yeah, the province has directly dropped the ball on go. We we should have had all day go here a long time. There should be go service, all day go service from Niagara Falls right through to Oshawa. And and I hope that's going to happen at some point in the future. But we can't just sit here and say, well, we'll just wait for that. We've got to look after ourselves in the meantime, and this is this is the key project, I think, to get that done.
1: Yeah, the, the, the province is eager to invest in things that are going to ultimately have a return on investment. And uh, so obviously, go enhancements are required for regional connectivity, and, and that will uh, impact our, our regional um, uh, uh, transit system. But they also see this project is providing a long-term return on investment to the province. So it doesn't have just citywide benefits, which is true. But it has province-wide benefits as well, and that's why this money is still here, f- earmarked for this project, because this is about a, 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 a long-term return on investment, the, the revenue that's, that's generated from this just by, you know, at the fare box, the uh, development that it unlocks on along the way. Um, and, uh, you know, it, it, so so this will, uh, on, in the long term, positively impact
0: the provincial budget. And that's why it's still here for LRT. Now, you uh, changed that. I, I, I want to talk to you about that. Yeah. You have talked to the Premier about this. Uh, you were involved. As a matter of fact, you set up that meeting with uh, local business folks and, and the Premier when he was in town a couple of weeks ago. So so this is right from his mouth as opposed to speculative because uh, the argument against now, and it's actually even by you know, Donna Skelly, one of the MPPs for the area, who's been on record as being opposed to this from day one. So I, she's been consistent about that to her credit. But they're saying, look, at, you can spend the money on whatever you want. You, you, you get the billion dollars anyway. Is that what the premier told you guys? Well, I did not talk to the premier
1: about this project specifically, but I have talked to people within the government and um you know obviously campaigning is one thing governing is a whole different thing especially when you start to really dig into the books and you start to realize that uh we do have a fiscal mess here on our uh, on our hands so you know what the the realities of the situation are going to be such that it's going to be very difficult for us to spend this billion dollars on anything we want because no other investment will provide a return on investment like this one does. And so over the 30-year the time horizon, um, this adds to um, the the and, and improves the, the provincial fiscal situation. Whereas if we use this just to buy buses, uh, to fill in potholes, and to close our infrastructure gap for a couple years, um, because that's all this will do, uh then obviously that has to go through a whole new business case uh, take years, of course, to come up uh, with with such a plan because it's taken us 10 years to come up with this plan. And, uh, and then it's going to be evaluated not only on the business case for those particular projects, but the other thing that they're going to be looking at is the sunk costs that have already been put into this project. And the over $100 million that it has been spent, that has to go into the calculation as well. So that is the reality of the situation. And so, you know, anybody who's saying that this money can be used uh, on anything, else well it's 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 simply not true and um, perhaps we we go to the back of the line and we, we fight for the same meager uh, scraps that everybody else is fighting for um, and 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 all of that and yeah there will be some money coming our way because it's due to come our way anyway but this billion dollars is for LRT and LRT only
0: well and and I, I know as you mentioned campaigning a lot of things get said and a lot of promises are made and and there was one point where Doug Ford the candidate, uh to be premier said, Yeah, you can do whatever you want with the money. Uh but they fine tuned that that discussion. Even in the last couple of weeks uh the message we seem to be getting out of Queen's Park now is well, if the council says they don't want this, uh it's still it's gotta be go it's gotta go towards transit. It's gotta go it, it, so they're pretty focused on this. Yeah.
1: Well and, and, and not just transit. Again, this is the project that the money's been earmarked for. And so if we if we come up with a different plan, and again, how many years is that gonna take for us to do that, right? Think about this. You now all of a sudden <laughs> throw a billion dollars on the table at council, do you think you're gonna get harmony and how to spend that? Um, so there's there's you, going to be
0: you, you would have a split vote if they had to vote what day of the week it is
1: <laughs> exactly so so that is that is the situation and 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 again this is for this project only and and the the province and, and the provincial government they're they're doing a really great job in in understanding the biggest issue we have is the provincial debt. We are on an unsustainable path. So they are doing everything they can and and good on them because this is absolutely necessary to get the the deficit down to zero. And uh, so they're looking at all the projects and again, uh, Hamilton uh, LRT provides a long-term return on investment because of all the the, the great benefits, citywide, province-wide benefits that it provides. Any other uh, spending plan needs to go through a business case uh, scenario. And uh, not only will it take years, it just, again, won't survive scrutiny because we have to be really careful of, of our spending here in this province.
0: No, I, I'm being skeptical too and I because I've still – you know, I'm not sure that the, you know, I know what the premier said, and I know what he's promised. I know what Donna Skelly has said, uh, speaking, I guess, on behalf of the government. But, but given the the, the financial crunch that the province keeps talking about here, and that's huge deficit, I, I, I'm still skeptical that the money's going to come here. But on the other hand, that doesn't mean that we have to just put full stop on this and say, well, probably not going to come anyway. I mean, if if that's an announcement that's going to be made, we'll deal with that when and if it ever happens. But in the meantime, we've got to go full bowl ahead, don't we? Yeah, absolutely. We're
1: we're off schedule now. Uh so we got to get back on schedule once this all this silliness is is cleared away and and we're past the municipal election we can get back on schedule. Uh the operating agreement we you know we've got to now there are three companies, three private sector companies, consortia that have been uh invited to bid on this. And they don't have yet a deadline for that bid because things are just kind of up in the air. So I would expect that after the election, uh, a deadline is set by uh, Infrastructure Ontario uh, slash MetroLinks, and those companies can get their bids in. And we, ne- we need to get shovels in the ground by 2019 to get back on track. And, um, it, you know, it, it, it's just as simple as that.
0: A lot of people cringe. You're just two two words that, that Hamiltonians just kind of frightened about, Infrastructure Ontario. Uh, and that goes back to the the stadium issue. But uh, let's put this in perspective. Infrastructure Ontario has done hundreds and hundreds of projects across the province, many of them here at Hamilton. Uh, the stadium was a bad one. Okay, that that just all went uh, hell in a handcart. We know that. But they've done other things too, and they build other LRT plans in yeah. other communities as well. Yeah. Uh, they're a good partner to have along here. It's just you know that you, you can't say okay that was a bad one, so we don't want these guys anymore. They're 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 a player here. Yeah,
1: they're they're the right partner, and that's why we have three uh, really incredible consortia of international companies that are bidding on this because because I O and in the province uh, really wants to engage uh, the private sector. Uh, globally, to invest in Ontario. And I I know very well that this premier, he wants to build big and he wants to build fast. And uh, this is a project that's teed up for an announcement next
0: year uh, for us to get shovels in the ground. So where do we go on this now? You've got this consortium, this group of few people that get together, uh, you know, the, the 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 home builders and a number of others like this. Uh, is is this going to be a contentious issue? I mean, because the ones the people I talk to that are in favor of light rail transit are simply saying, "Look at this is much do about nothing." Even even the mayor has suggested, "Look at this is not going to be the big issue." I I th- I disagree with them. I think it is going to be, and I think it's going to drive people to the ballot box on the twenty second.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, I I think that this election will be highly clarifying. Uh, for sure. Either way, uh, it it goes. And so we'll figure it out after the election for sure. But um, because it does appear that uh, this is coming down to to really being the issue for this election, we just thought we'd be remiss if we didn't remind people of all the benefits of this project, all the citywide benefits that uh, are delivered by this project, all the jobs uh, that we're relying upon as as the the business community um, to be created by this. Um, And again, because we're looking at the long term, what's best for our our economy and our community and our membership, Um, we think it's just really important that uh, we remind people how important uh, this project is to Hamilton's
0: future. Which is why I wanted to see the two main contenders for the mayor's job debate this, and I know you did too.
1: Yeah, we... um, we put invitations out uh, to both of the contenders, uh, the the major contenders, and and they didn't want to go toe to toe, and so that's fine. Um, it's just a, another event that we don't have to do. <laughs> you know, we we do it. Well, of we them did and, it four years ago, and I thought yeah.
0: it was quite quite well done four years ago. When you had the the breakfast meeting, and then of course we had the two hour debate with three of the contenders. Yeah. I mean, you know, the, you know, Fred's idea that well I'm only going to debate with everybody else is a little hollow because he's done it in the past before. Uh, And I don't know what the rationale is because I just got this, you know, pat answer from him as to why they're not going to do this. Mm -hmm. And I know that uh, that Mr. Scrow is quite uh, willing and able to do this. Uh, And obviously there's no sense having a debate with only one person here. But I think this would add clarity and And I think, define the issues heading into the election and and I think it was so, uh, an opportunity missed for both of these individuals to sit down and have this discussion uh, i 'm not suggesting you know one way or another who would have won the debate i 'm suggesting it would have give people a black and white choice as to exactly where they 're going to go on this
1: yeah, and I would just remind people that that both candidates were uh, reached out to we reached out to uh, the mayor. Uh, one of our other Hamilton business leader partners reached out to um, the uh, the other contender, and, and they both said no. So um, I don't know why uh, they chose not to do this, but um, you know, it, again, we'll uh, we will see on uh, October twenty second. And by the way, I, I think I'm joining
0: you on that. Yes, evening, yeah. So well, I, you're going to be at City Hall. A, yeah, yeah. We're going to be down there. Yeah, we're yeah, going to be, be broadcasting from City Hall on election night. Uh, to bring the results in. This is, this is an exciting time, and I know you and I talked about this off the air uh, a couple of weeks ago, uh, because this is going to be a new council, and uh, I, I know that yeah, incumbents usually get reelected 99% of the time, we all know that, but because of the, of the ward uh, jigging that's gone on, and a couple of folks that aren't running, uh, and s- th- there's going to be some new phases, at least three, maybe up to five, six, you just don't know right yeah. now, so there's going to be a different flavor to this council.
1: Yeah, and and I'm excited by that prospect. I think that new people, new blood is is really important. Um, I know that there are a number of really high quality candidates running in the wards, uh, in which there is no incumbent. Um, and I know that there are a bunch of high quality candidates that are running against incumbents as well. And we might see a couple upsets there, and um, that might not be a bad thing either. But, uh, yeah, we we look forward to working with all the the new counselors and to get them up to speed, especially on, uh, the L.R.T. project because this is going to be one of the the first and 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 definitely the the biggest issue that's going to be on their plate very early on into the new term.
0: When we were talking about and debating ward redistribution, this is going back to a number of years now, and, and city council kept dragging their heels on it and said, yeah, we'll look at that some other point. And finally, they, get, they got this done. But I mentioned at the time, I said this will cause a change in the character of the council because it's happening in every other jurisdiction where they've done this. Just by the nature of the fact that you draw boundaries differently, uh, people are going to vote differently, and you're going to see some changes. And I, I'm pretty excited about this. I'm looking forward to what's going to happen on October 22nd. I am too. And uh, you'll be with us. Kenan's going to join us uh, on air along with a lot of other folks as we broadcast uh, from uh, City Hall on uh, election night. Thanks for coming in today. really Thanks, Bill. Appreciate the time.
1: The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.